0: Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at up, PC, up. Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. There's a stable there, there's a manger there, but do you see what I see? So, a pastor was asked if his church would put up a, a manger scene, as you see right here on our monitors, in a storefront window at a mall. And so the pastor said, Yeah, we'll do that. And so he agreed on it. And when it came out and the church put it up and his church put it up, he looked at it and he says, Man, they did an awesome job. And so, as he sat there and admired the, the manger scene, he said, You know what? I'm just going to sit down. And I'm just going to look at the reactions of people about the scene. And this is the reactions. But see, as this bastard put up this manger scene at the, at the mall, he was looking at the reactions of people as they passed by this incredible, incredible, beautiful scene, manger scene uh, of a stable amen, in a mall, and he was so proud of his church. Uh, so as he sat there, these are the reactions that he saw. He was amazed that people hardly didn't even notice it, as low it wasn't there. People were zooming by, caught up in the busyness of Christmas, complaining about Christmas, others wanting Christmas to be over, and just sick and tired of the season. That we're in. You see, we us don't really take a moment to stop and look in the window. We don't take time to look at the manger at the stable this morning. We we too get caught up in the busyness of, of Christmas. And we really don't look, listen, church, at the baby in that manger and what it truly means to us. And today, I want us to stop, and I want us to take a good look. I want you to take a good look at the baby in the manger. So you got to take a good look this morning. My question to you is the title of my message, as I say, do you see what I see? Amen. When the baby was born, he was given the name Jesus. In Luke chapter 31, 131, it says this, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Matthew chapter 121 says this, And she, speaking of Mary, will give have a son, speaking of Jesus, and you are to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, Jesus comes from the Greek word Joshua or Jeshua, in the English word is Joshua. And the Hebrew is Yahweh, which means salvation. Actually, Jesus, if you really study Jesus, he has several more names. And if you really want to understand all that Jesus wants to do for you, you have to understand the names given to him. The names that he received over 700 years before his birth. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. These are a few of the names of our Savior today, amen. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And I want to focus on two of those names here today. And I want us to focus on Mighty God. Somebody say Mighty God and Eternal Father. Let's look at Mighty God this morning. How many know that he's a Mighty God? Come on, give him a hand clap if you know that he's mighty. Come on, if he's good and strong. He's a, he is a Mighty God. And so when I look at the manger... When I look into this, this scene here, once you take a good look at the manger, I want, you to be, I want you to know that this is the focus point for today. Brother Derek is talking about the stable. What's in your stable? Well, right now, what do you see in that manger? What do you see right there? I mean, for some of us, it's a beautiful picture. It's, it, it's, it's peaceful. Don't, don't it look peaceful? I think it looks peaceful. We know it's nighttime. We see the, the star. That, that shined in the east. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can look at, at that picture, but what do you see? Do you see what I see? See, when I look into that manger, uh, when you read the story of Christ, uh, when you read the story in your Bible of the child uh, that was born into us, amen, when you look at the son uh, that was given to us, when you look at that right now, what do you see? See, it's very important that you know what you see in that picture. See, many of us, we, we don't, we miss it. What's actually lying there for us. You know what I see? Automatically, what I see there? I see power. Somebody say power. Come on, you see, the word mighty means strength in battle. It means prevailing over the toughest situations. This is the kind of power God wants to give you this Christmas. But if we're honest this morning, when we think about power, we don't think about a baby, right? Maybe baby powder, but not baby power. Right? You you don't think of power when you look at the stable right here. I mean, if you looked at that picture honest with, before even I said that, would you think there's power right there in that picture? Right? You, you don't picture that in the child. You don't, you don't look at it and say, man, look at that. Man, that that's power right there. But that, that's what I see when I look in the manger. I, mean, I, I see power, mighty God. When I think of power, I picture a, a military force. I picture mechanical or, or lecto- uh, electrical power. You know, when I think of power, I think of Bo Jackson. Hallelujah. Come on. I think of Bo Jackson, Amen. That time, Amen, when Boz was talking all kinds of smack. I'm going to take, I'm going to take him out, and Bo ran him over and went for a touchdown. I, I think of power. I seen that power when he, and let me tell you, ever since that, Boz was never the same. You never heard of him. That's that's power when you can take somebody out like that. So I, I think, I think. Power right there, amen. Bo breaking in through a line. What we need today is Bo in our, our team, hallelujah. We need some help, amen. There's a lot of other things that you can think about as power, things that can make things move, power to make a, a difference, amen. When it comes to power, let's be honest this morning. You don't think of a baby. Maybe a big dude that's all yoked out. Man, look how powerful that guy looks. We, we think of other things that it has to be big and massive to under, understand that it's, man, that looks powerful. Right? When you see a big mechanical uh, 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 truck that, that is moving dirt and moving the earth, I mean, we look at that and say, that's powerful. Be honest, church. Baby and power don't go in your mind. Right? But the greatest, listen, The greatest power that ever came into the world is lying in that manger. Come on, the greatest power that man has ever seen is lying in that manger. Listen, new strength was born into the world on Christmas Day. Listen, new strength to win the toughest battles that you'll ever face. See, with Jesus, somebody say, Jesus. With Jesus, you have power to break through those things that come against you. With Jesus, you have power to overcome anything that you face. The Bible says that greater is he, speaking of Jesus, than he that's in this world. Come on, that that if he, speaking of Jesus, before us, nothing can come what? Against us. Come on, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so, when I look in that stable church and I look at that child, I see power. What do you see? Here's a question for you. What is the toughest battle that you're facing right now? Is it a relational battle? Is it a situation that's not turning out the way you think? Come on, is it a temptation that keeps getting the best of you? Come on, you want to say no, but you keep saying yes. Hello, come on, somebody. Come on, help me out. Come on, what is the toughest battle that you're facing? Uh, Is it the battle of the hurts of the past? Come on, uh, are you you going through some battles of 2019 because it wasn't a good year for you? You thought it was going to be a great year at the end of 2018, uh, but 2019 came in and, and you got hit. Come on, somebody. What What is the toughest battles that you're facing right now? What is the greatest battle right now? Well, I can tell you right now that in that major, right there in that stable that I see, amen, here God is saying, I'm making my power available to you. That if you look in that stable, if you look in the manger this morning and you identify the power that's lying in there, God says, I've come to be born to give me of you power. See, the manger is not some emotional story that we talk about during Christmas, it's all about God's power for our lives. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says this: with God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. Come on, somebody. Power is greater than your relational battle. Power, this power is greater than your toughest situations. Come on, this power is greater, amen, than the temptation that keeps getting the best of you or the hurts of the past. God's power, church, can be released in your life. Listen, even to the point that you feel the weakest, just like the child that you see on the screen. That's the kind of power God wants to give you this Christmas. He's making it available for you and I. If we would just stop, listen, from all our thinking, See, sometimes we can come to church and you've got so many things in your mind. And we're just like the people passing that, that manger. I mean, we can be in church and we still are not paying attention. Come on, somebody. Come on, we can still be here and we can pass the manger. Uh, we can be complaining. We can overthink some things uh, of things that are hitting our lives. Even though we don't take time to look at the stable. We don't take time to look at the child that was born on this special day for us. See, that power, if you really look at it as power, God wants to make this available for you and I. If we would just stop, tell your neighbor, stop. And take a good look. Somebody say, take a good look at the manger. I want you to take a good look right now, just for a moment. Take a look at that manger right now. Keep your eyes off of me and look at that manger. Because the power don't lie in me. The power lies in that, that picture there. If you can really identify and see the child and see the power. If we take a good look at the child that was born unto us, the son that was given to us as we look upon Jesus. We're looking at power. When I see Jesus, I, I think power. I, I see Jesus, man, he's just He's not what the world looks thinks he looks like. We look at like I say we look at power we think of he's all oh, like our Jesus just all doped out, just crushing it, man. Just, but he came as a simple man. And the Bible says that there was no attraction to him at all. No attraction. I mean, he wasn't a very good-looking guy. pictures He's not blonde here with blue eyes, guys. I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> you can think of it as your picture of Jesus in your mind, but I picture Jesus as a humble man full of power. Just a simple man, a simple guy that came and was obedient to the Father all the way to the cross. A simple guy like you and I. Come on, somebody. Come on. We don't have to look a certain way to walk around with the power of God inside of us. Amen. Come on, we don't have to look all, you know what, you gotta walk a certain way. If you're really that kind of man of God, you gotta walk around like uh, you know, yeah. (laughs) We can be as humble as us, and the power, listen, can be displayed in a little boy. Just like this little guy right here. You can look at that and say, He's full of Christ, that's power right there. Remember David as a little boy? Come on, he was just a slinky little dude. They're trying to put an armor on him, right? Come on, go fight Goliath, I'll go fight him. He's a crazy dude for God. And he's putting this armor, and Saul's trying to put his armor, and he said, God just stuff. He looks all bad. The battle's not mine, it's his. (laughs) He stood in the power of God, amen. He stood who he belonged to, amen. It doesn't mean on the outside appearance. He even told him, when you go look for the new king, don't base it on the outward appearance. Because I don't judge it by the outside. I look at the heart. I mean, Jesus had heart. Come on, there's some power there, church, and you got to understand today that this is the kind of power that God is giving to us. Amen. If you take a good look and just stop from the busyness of life and look into that window and look at the manger, and look at the child that was born into us. But the question is, that maybe it's running in your mind today, how do we connect to the power? I believe that most of us, even children have these, right? What are these? What is this? A cell phone. Amen. I, I'm pretty sure that there's most people have power. And I believe that most, uh, uh, you got to understand, you got to charge them. And somebody say, Amen. You got to charge them up every day. And for some of you, you charge them up five times a day. Come on, you have to charge them up. Amen. You got to. Power them up in order for them to work. I have a guy at work that works on one percent power. He's on one percent. He's looking for the charger. Poof, connects it, does the things, and he comes back and it's only three percent and goes back out. And then here comes here comes back when he's going back where to one one percent again. And he doesn't fully charge it. I don't know. Understand that he doesn't. He, he doesn't have. It's too busy. He doesn't want to stay connected too long. I got. I, i got to disconnect. See, when it comes to God's power in your life, how many know that you got to be charged up every day? You can't just come to church one Sunday and not come the next Sunday, amen. We can't just think that we can come once a week to church or, or do one thing with God once a week, amen, and think that we can be charged up, that we can pray once in a while, read it once in a while. Come on, we need to power up. Tell your neighbor, power up. And this happens church. This happens when you connect to God Almighty. When you connect to him church and you stay powered up and get filled up. Get filled up. Don't don't just come for a little 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 tickle. A little 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 touch, a, a little visitation, a, a little this, a, a little that. Don't don't you got to stay connected. The Bible says today Connected to the vine. Come on, somebody. You cannot disconnect from the vine. You got to stay connected to the vine if you want God to flow inside of you. And we can stay connected through him eh, by talking to him throughout the day. How many of you can talk to Jesus all day long? You can talk to him, amen. Don't talk to him right now, amen. He's talking right out to you, amen. Tell your neighbor, just listen. And there's times that we have to listen. How many know that he wants to talk to you? And there's things that he wants to say to you, but we're so busy complaining and doing this and busyness that we don't take time to say, can I just tell you something, son? Be still. He's telling me this. That banner all year has been telling us to be still. Why? Because he wants to drop some bombs on you. He wants to speak some, some revelation over your life. He wants to speak to you personally. Can somebody say amen? See, the conversations don't have to be real long. Come on. I notice that with my wife, she wants to talk to me, but the conversations don't have to be that long. If I can just give her five minutes, she is happy. But I got to give a good five minutes. (laughs) That means I'm looking at her, I'm agreeing with her, and say, yeah, babe, And and then I'm, Yeah, I'm engaged, and I'm kind of saying back what she's saying to me, to Noah, I'm listening, babe. And that's all she needs, and she's happy. You know, that's all God needs. For you to drop in every once in a while and just talk to him. It don't have to be long conversations. I know that there's times that we are seeking God for certain things and things in our lives, amen, but, you know, it could just be, God, just help me through this one. God, I need some wisdom right here for this situation. God I'm not sure what to do here. See we're going to go to the world for our help who don't have any godly wisdom or our friends of the world instead of people in the church at times. Come on somebody. But God wants you to talk to him that you can talk to him at those times and say God I I don't know what I need to do right here. God I need I need you to give me some direction or simply I hopefully you got up this morning on this special day and say thank you Jesus for another day of life. Now, that's something that I do every morning. God, thank you. My eyes open, boom, I'm alive. My, my wife's still there, hallelujah. Things are good, amen. Thank you, God, for another day. I, or, Lord, I love you. Just talk to him Simple. God, I love you. Not like, he knows I love him. How many of them know the, that our spouses want to hear, I love you? Right, spouses? Come on, ladies, say Amen. Trying to get some points for you guys. Trying to boost up your man here. Hallelujah. Come on. I gave up. No. (laughs) Come on. You know, what's the typical answer for the man? Oh, she knows I love them. No, you got to say that every once in a while. I tell my wife, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to make sure. you. I know. I know. I bug her. (laughs) I say, okay, I'm going to bug you. I love you. (laughs) You know what? Because things happen, church. I don't want the last thing that she remembers from me being an argument or anything else, but she remembers that I said, I love you when I walked out that door. I want to make sure that she knows that. My children know that. Come on, thank God. Let me just thank God. God, thank you so much for all that you do in my life and all that you've done. God, you're awesome. Simple connection, simple staying powered up on those things, those conversations. See, when you stay connected throughout the day. As you stay charged up, then you're going to experience. Listen, church, the more power, the greater power, the God's greater power working inside of you. See, some of us here today are Christians that are working on one percent power. Come on, they only plug in when they need something. Come on, I, oh, I'm getting low. I'm, I got a need. I got a need. Can you can can you give me this? God, I need a connection. God, I'm going through. A, God, I'm going through a hard time. And then when we got it disconnect you Say okay i'm charged up I'll, I'll, if i need anything else i'll come back and you we go out with the one percent we all go out with the five percent whatever it is we don't stay fully charged and let me tell you church if you operate like that as a child of god when the devil comes knocking at your door or trouble comes your way one percent power is not going to help you you're going to have a tough time through that situation if you're not powered up can somebody say, "Amen." You ever stay, you ever had, had your phone, you're talking, you're deep, deep conversation with somebody, and, you're, and all of a sudden the power is, oh, my phone's dead. And then we're about to give you some good advice, and you're like, okay, tell me, what, 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 hello, hello, hello. You're disconnected. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11 says this. God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up when trouble comes, but you will be patient. This is kind of the power that God wants to give you, amen. Come on, the great power that when things come at you, if you are connected, if you are fully charged up and powered by God, amen, he'll give you strength, that you won't give up, amen, when trouble comes knocking, amen. You just have to be patient. In other words, As our banner says, be still. People say, don't pray for patience because then you'll be tested. You ever heard that one? Right? But I can tell you something here, church. It's coming either way. So pray. Hallelujah. You got to say, "Prayed up all the time. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to knock at your door. We think sometimes that our greatest experience of God's power is when we do something great, and everyone sees, come on, we're doing something great for God. And we think this is great power. I just preached a sermon. I, I just did something for the Lord. But I believe that our greatest power or experience of God's power is displayed in our weakness. The weakness that we see lying in that manger like a baby. we keep pressing forward, amen, and uh, not giving up, amen. It's in the, it's, that's when it's displayed, uh, God's great power. Uh, and no matter what's coming against us, uh, no matter what is hitting our lives, amen, we keep pressing, uh, we keep going forward, amen, because of the power of God uh, that's inside of us, amen. Because uh, it's not you, uh, but it's God's power uh, that was displayed in that child, now living inside of you. You press through. How do you do it, brother? Jesus. How do you make it? Jesus. How, how, how you keep it together? Jesus. Come on. Come on. You just got hit with a sickness. How do you keep on going? How you keep positive? Jesus! Come on, the answer is Jesus. It's that child that came born as a baby and came with power and gave me the power to do what I need to do. It's in those moments that God gives us strength. That's the greatest experience of God's power. Second Corinthians 2:12, I mean, uh, 12 verse 10 says this: Why is that? For Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults and in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties, that for when I am weak, then I am, then I am strong. See, it's displayed in the weakness. It's when you're at your weakest, you see God's greatness inside of you. See, anyone can look good when they're, they're strong and they're like, yeah, and they're, they're just radical for God, but it's in those moments that you know they're going through a situation and then you see the great power of God in their lives. You see that sister keep going. You see that, that mother keep praying for their children. You see that, that wife not giving up on, the, on their husband or, or the husband not giving up on the wife. That's the power of God there, church. That's the baby, the power that the baby brought, that Jesus brought on that day. He came to offer us power. So when I look in that manger today, I just don't see a child quiet and peaceful, not, not, not crying. I don't just see a, a stable manger. I don't just look at the child as born there in the manger. I, I see power. And somebody say, Amen? See, the greatest experience of God's power is just to be patient or to be still. Because it's in those situations, guys, that you're going to have to trust Jesus. I know in those situations, we panic, right? We 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 do the wrong things. We say the wrong things. Amen. Uh, but when God's power is rested inside of us, and and we delight in it, amen. In our weakness, uh, in our insults, in our hardships, uh, in our persecutions, uh, in all the difficulties that you and I face, uh, that when we are weakened in our situations, then God becomes strong in us. That's when you experience. you you got to be patient. Tell your neighbor, be patient. you're your neighbor. Calm down. You gotta calm down. You just gotta relax. Has he ever failed you? I don't know about you. He's never failed. I failed him. I can be honest. I failed him. But he's never failed me. He's always true to his word. The Bible says let every man be a liar, but God be true. He, he what he says he'll do, he'll do. But there are principles that are attached to those promises to be released. we got to do our part, right? And sometimes our part is to be patient. Our part is to be still and then know he is God. And then he'll show up with strength for you like never before. Come on, he'll get you through any situation, any storm, any battle that you're facing, church. you just got to be still. I don't know about you, but it isn't easy to be patient, right? Hello, right? Come on, come on. We, we, we're not patient people. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. I know you're not patient. No, don't tell me. <laughs> what? <laughs> come on. The, the, that's not innocent, man. We, it's hard for us, but when God gives us strength to be patient, he gives us patient, strength to be patient in those tough situations. That, that's power, church. So God wants to give you this Christmas power and strength. Do you see what I see? You know what else I see in that manger? Not only do I see power, you know what else I see in there? I see glory. I see glory in that manger. The glory of God came into this world on Christmas Day. That's what's in that manger today. Exodus chapter 15, verse 11 says this, Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders. Come on, that's God's glory, amen. I I think it would have been cool to see the parting of the Red Sea. I think it would have been cool to see the pillar of fire at night as he led Israel into into the promised land. I think it would have been cool to see the cloud during the day, man. I mean, to actually experience the glory of God. But we can today still, church. The Bible says that in all creation, we see the glory of God. In the clear night, we see the stars. Amen. You can see the wonders in the skies above. I've never seen the Grand Canyon. But people that have gone there say there's an awesome wonder. That's the glory of God. Psalms 19 verse 1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands. When I walk out and I see the skies and the clouds and all that, I see the glory of God. When I see you, I see the glory of God. You're all of his creation. This is all God's glory here, church. How can you say God does not exist when you see the glory that surrounds us? See, what happened in the Old Testament is wonderful, church. Seeing the stars at night is an awesome sight. But what happened that day on Christmas, what happened that day in that manger was more powerful. God came into the world, and there is more glory in that manger right there than a thousand red seas being parted, amen. More than a million stars in the sky. God came into the world on Christmas as a child. But just like that manger in the mall, we too get so busy that it's easy for us to walk by this and miss it. It's easy for us to get so focused on gifts that we have to buy and the busyness of what the season is. And there's nothing wrong with all that, That we, but we truly miss the true meaning of Christmas. A mighty God, full of glory, full of power, lying in that manger, in that child. Hebrews chapter one three says this God's Son shines out with God's glory that all that and all that, that God's Son is and does makes him as God. Another version says the sun reflects the glory of God and, exact, and shows exactly what God is like. Another translation says the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. That is what lines... In that manger. Listen. Heavy ready church. I'm here to let you know that Jesus. Is God. God almighty. In the form of a child. In what areas of your life. Do you need God to be God? Do you see the power. In that manger. Do you see the glory. In that manger. Do you see. What I see. Also, God is eternal. You see, I don't know about you, but I see hope in that manger. People have a lot of different ideas when it comes to hope. I I hope I win the lottery. Come on. I hope I hit mega bucks. Come on. I, I hope I make more money in 2020. I hope the stock market keeps going up. I hope I get that job, amen. I I hope he falls in love with me. I, I hope the Raiders make it to the playoffs. That's my hope. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. We have all kinds of hopes, church. But here's the real deal when it comes to hope, that if you put your hope in something that goes up and down, like the stock market or the Raiders, guess what happens to your hope? goes up and down, too. It's not going to last, church. But if you put your hope in something that's eternal, well, come on, brother. Come on, if you put something in eternal, amen, uh, if you put your hope in that baby that's lying in that manger that's full of power uh, and full of glory, amen, uh, and no, man, there's eternal hope in him, amen. If you put your hope in that manger, something's different, church. That hope is eternal. Are you following me? Hope came into this world during Christmas. Hope is more. This hope is more than a wish. I hope this happens, or I hope that happens. Our hope in Christ is for sure, and it's an eternal forever, church. It's for real, for real. Come on, somebody. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this, And yes, somebody say yes and yes to all of God's promises, is in Christ. It's only through Christ that these promises are released. Jesus came into the world on Christmas, and he came saying yes to all of God's promise, over 7,000 of them. God's promise to rescue us and to bring salvation to us. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 4 says this, And we also have joy with our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience uh, and patience produces character and character produces hope. Listen, never let temporary situations or circumstances steal eternal hope from you. Guys, that face that she gave you, after you did something dumb, it's only temporary. Ladies, when you look in the mirror and say, Wow, look how pretty I am, it's only temporary. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. The guys liked it, amen. <laughs> but Jesus here, at church, let me tell you, Jesus offers hope which is forever. It's eternal, amen. It does not matter, church. When you put your hope in Jesus, amen, you have eternal hope in God, amen. You have great power and there's great glory. That is eternal. It does not go away. It does not waste. It does not turn. It does not decay. We are decaying every day, church. Let's be honest. Come on. We're getting older, older, older. Our body changes. Everything changes. But God never does. That's an eternal hope that when I'm done out of, off of this earthly body or this earthly tent, God has a new one for me. He has a new one for you. Come on. And that new one is forever. You never decay. Come on. You, 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 you look the same all the time. Hallelujah. Nothing changes. He's a mighty God. Can somebody say amen? He is a good God. He is eternal. He is our Father. Do you see? What, I see. what else do you see in that manger? Come on, when you look at it, what, what do you see? I mean, do you really look at everything that God is? See, because if you know who God is, then you can see all the capabilities of what you see in that picture. If you truly have an encounter, relationship with God, then you can start to see the possibilities of who the child is. You know, I look at that, and not only do I see power and glory, do I see internal Eternity with God, eternal hope with God. You know what I see? Love. Come on, somebody. I see love in that picture. You see the love of the Father sending his son in that picture. Come on, you you see love. I see love in that picture. See, love is another word that's really used lightly today. It's kind of like I love ice cream. I love my car. I love my dress. Not my dress, but your dress, you know. I love the Raiders. I love In-N-Out burgers. Animal style. Hallelujah. But love in that manger is a sacrificial love. It's the love of the Father that's in that manger. Don't miss that this Christmas. And I'm here to let you know that what you see there is God's love for you. That He sent His only begotten Son. Come on, John 3.16 says that. For God so loved the world. That he gave his son, his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have eternal life. He's an eternal God, church. That's how much God loves you. Romans chapter 8, 39 says this. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, I look in that manger and I, I see love. His love for me. His love for me. I didn't. I didn't deserve this love. I, I, I didn't. The things I've done. I, I don't deserve eternal life. I don't. De- I, I, I don't deserve mighty power. I don't deserve all his glory. I don't deserve anything that he has for me. But he loved me despite of me. He loved you despite of you. He loved you. He had a plan. Even when you were not even in existence, he already knew you. And he had a plan for you. And you can look at your life and you can take a look at that manger today. And think if that scene never happened, where would you be? Where would you be, church? I don't know about you, but I'd probably be dead. I'll probably be lost. My marriage will never have been healed. My marriage will never have been fixed. I still probably be probably dead as an alcoholic. Lost somewhere. Crashed somewhere. I don't know where I I I wouldn't I would be dead, church. Look at that manger. Remove those words. I mean, without this child, church. I'm lost. Without that child that I see in that manger, I, there is no life. There's nothing. When I look at that manger, I say, God, you you, God, you, gave, you came and gave me hope. That baby, I see power in that, that, that baby. I say, God, you, you came to display that power. You came to show me your glory, God. Can you just imagine that day as the wise men came and the shepherd boys came, something that was spoken to them to come see for their very own selves, a Savior. A child that couldn't even talk at the time, but was full of power, full of glory, full of hope. Us. I see the love of the Father that you know what, I'm not gonna let you die in your sins, but I'm gonna make a way through my son. The child was born to us, but the Son was given, He was given for you. See, I, I look at that picture and I see love. I see the love of the Father for His creation. See, human love will let you down. Can somebody say amen? But God's love will never let you down. A song that we were singing, right? You're good, good, oh, right? You're never going to let, never going to let you down, right? You guys were singing it, right, with us? Or did we forget already? See, right now we're so caught up in the busyness that God just wants you to take time out to look at the window, look into that stable, and look at the child, just for a moment. And business will continue, church. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, stop living and just, we're gonna wait here till God comes. You know, we gotta do our things, church. But so there's times and moments that God says, you know what? Can you just take a look? Can you just take a look at the child for this moment? Because I, I, I can guarantee you, if you can just take a look for a moment, you'll leave a little bit happier. You'll leave a little bit better, and you'll go do your things that we have to do and things that we want to do, and there's nothing wrong with going out and going to gifts and hanging out with family. and That's all part of the church. But sometimes we get so busy, even as a church, and we're doing this and doing that and moving here Christmas party here and all this stuff and, and we're not stopping. We're just passing that manger scene. During this time, I always love to read Luke and Matthew and the birth of Christ and, and it just gets me back to where I need to be. God, I just want to be reminded. And sometimes we don't even read the story no more. We just wait till church presents it. Come are, are we honest here? Come on. Us, did you take time out to read Luke during this time? To read the story of the birthing, the announcement, the shepherd boys. And man, the shepherd boys, that got all freaked out. And, and he says, Do not be afraid. I bring you some good news. We talked about that this month. Amen. We talked about, you know, what time is Christmas? He talked about, what do you want to find this Christmas? And today, do you see what I see? God wants to take his time out to say, you know what? It starts with me, guys. It starts with that baby right there. See, we look at Jesus as the adult, but we don't see the power in the baby. We don't see the glory in the baby. In the child, we don't, we don't see that because, I mean, you know, he didn't come in as an adult. He came in as a child. He was born as a child, and then the sun came, full of glory and full of power. He came with a mission. But we don't look at the baby; we want to skip to the the adult scene. We want to get back to where the you see the, all the the miracles that he performed and the eyes being open, but the power was already there in the child. Do you see what I see? This is a very important time for us, as. As disciples and followers of Christ, that we be reminded of the child church. Enjoy this love from the Father. You can enjoy it as you accept Him into your life, into your heart. Amen? When I look into that major, there's power, there's glory, there's eternity. There's love, church. Take a good look in that window. Let me close with this story. We've been living here for going over 18 years now to come start this church from L.A. And I remember when we used to live back in L.A., there was a place called Long Beach Shoreline uh, full of restaurants restaurants. Full of stuff, and they they do they would do a fireworks show and all this stuff right there. By the way, where all the boats were on there, and so every once in a while we would go eat at these restaurants after church. We go out there or maybe on a Saturday night with friends and so forth, and we would just uh, go have a meal, go look at the stores, get some dessert, and look at the boats. And uh, during the Fourth of July, they have the fireworks show and the boat parade, and so we sit there and watch these boats. And they're, they're they're dressed up and all this stuff, but one time during Christmas we went there and they decorate their boats as well. And I remember one time we were there and it was it was kind of a chilly night and we had our jackets on and and we were right there walking and we just got out of the restaurant and we went to go uh, check out the kick back by the sea and just uh, just see the the boats that are going by there and they were they were all decorated and all this stuff and and then we seen this big boat that was just a party boat. I mean they were celebrating all kinds of crazy stuff on that boat, but it, all these people are having a great time. Music's playing loud and, and people are laughing. All you hear is a bunch of laughter and everything. And then on this big party boat, at the end of the boat was tied a little lifeboat. And as they were going, this little lifeboat was behind it. And it was Santa Claus. And Santa it was just a Dummy Santa Claus just going, and they're just partying. There's there's Santa on the little lifeboat, and I, I kind of looked at that as I, we were seeing that, and it, and it's really a perfect parable of life. See, we we are in our in our party boats. We're in our life doing what we want to do, and we have Jesus on a little raft, little lifeboat, and when things are not happening and things are going well not too good in our lives we kind of pull in that life and invite jesus and when everything's all right we put him back on the raft and let him out just close enough to call out on him and sometimes that's what we we look at life like that how many you know you got to keep jesus on your boat or get on his boat you know don't keep them attached. Just like that 1% thing. We just want to be attached just to have enough in us but we don't want to commit to it. You know, if you want all the promises that are in that stable to be for you and to see what I see, then you got to be sold out to Christ. And when you do that, church, power comes in you, the glory shines in you, eternity starts to be made for you. The love surrounds you. Amen. Amen. That's what God wants to do for you this Christmas. Do you see?